things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week four edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. It is your favorite father and son football podcast. Of course, there's not many out there, but hey, we is what we is. Packers win in overtime 27 to 24 over the New England Patriots at home. With zeros on the clock. It was... uh, it was a game I did not want to see that close when you're playing the rookie third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go in against Brian Hoyer, the backup, and end up pretty. He was there most of the second half, right? That Zappy. I think Zappy came in, um, the first half. in the second quarter. Second quarter. Okay. Um, and then. Um, I think early, I believe, in the second quarter. I mean, I'm trying to look at what his stats are, but yeah, he, he uh, came in, and we thought that would kind of be starting to salt it away when that happened. But mm-hmm. no, he he made some throws, looked good at times, um, had questionable decision making at times, as you would with a rookie stepping in at Lambeau. But mm-hmm. he looked pretty good, and you know, you really felt like. Uh, We'd key in on stacking the box and stopping the run once the third string rookie comes in. But nope, nope. We're going to stick with nickel. See if we can stop them for less than five, six yards per run. If not, ah, who cares? I That's <laughs> how I felt, too. It's just like, really? Come on. I mean, this is pretty much football 101. You got mm-hmm. the rookie in there. And so, you know, you're going to be handing it off a lot, but I don't know. It's, it just gets really frustrating. Joe Barry does not seem to like stacking the box. We haven't seen that much at all with him. There was a couple points in this game, but we, we didn't stick with it. We got away from it right away. It's like he did it situationally, but it wasn't kind of our go-to at all. Mm -hmm. Especially when we have corners and guys that we, we have in there specifically because they're good at playing man, you would hope we could maybe, Maybe having Jair Alexander not there this game affected that a little, but you wouldn't think that would change the decision. I don't know if it was just that big of a deal. <laughs> I, I, it just, you know, we've always said eight years we've been doing this podcast and eight years we've been saying we need them to adjust to the game instead <laughs> of, nope, this is our game plan. This is our game plan. <laughs> I, I felt we did adjust. Um, in the second half on offense, I don't think so much on defense, but on offense, we struggled so much in the first half, but Rogers looked a lot better that second half. He made some really good throws. He had a couple um, that didn't go his way. The long touchdown throw to Dobbs that was ruled incomplete mm-hmm. um, would have been really nice, but he did have that really nice uh, deep pass to Lazard and tight coverage. Like could not believe he got it through there with Lazard on the diving catch. But he also threw that interception, which was returned for a touchdown. That was a really bad interception. Second Um, ever pick six at Lambeau. Trying to thread it in there, and the defender jumped the ball and was able to run it in. Yeah, You didn't see him yelling at anyone after that either. He just seemed mad at himself for that one. Mm -hmm. But second ever at Lambeau, and I think fourth only all time, which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. He's got the Peaky Blinders haircut, so he's uh, he's trying to deal with his demons. I wish I was as comfortable in my skin as Rogers is to be willing to have <laughs> that hair sticking out from under the hat that way on the sideline. Like he just doesn't that's care. So goofy. <laughs> I know that's that's talking about owning up for your your Halloween costume. It's like he's done that now. It's not the first year that mm-hmm. he's done that, um, but. I think Aaron likes being the center of attention. So, oh, it seems that way, but a bit 
just felt like a bit of a rock fight almost, you know, not no one's throwing big punches. It was just kind of ugly at a lot of points and staying close who can come out on top in the very end. I just don't get it. I, we should have dominated the game when it came third string quarterback and um, our defense should have been able to hold their run game better. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know enough about their defense to, to know if we should have done better. I mean, we did score 27. They have a points, decent but, defense. So, um, but to come down to the last second on a field goal and overtime to beat the new England Patriots at home, uh, it just mm-hmm. seemed like uh, we were not playing our best ball. They had some questionable decisions on the Patriots offense in overtime there where we got the ball to start, then convert it, ended up not the best of punts that also got returned for, I think, 18 or 19 yards. Um, so they got the ball at the 50 in overtime. It's like, oh, this sucks. You know, this does not look good. But then they got some good plays on defense, got some sacks, um, some really questionable calls. Um by the Patriots, I thought, where we're struggling to stop you on the run. It's overtime. You're at the 50. You only need, you know, 15, 20 yards to have a decent shot at the field goal and run the ball. But no, they, they went with drop back shotgun passes. And Zappy had never had a snap under center. He was a strictly shotgun yep. quarterback up to right. this point through college. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember, too, that the the touchdown that New England scored to go into overtime, they shouldn't have been allowed to have because they the time had run out for two or three seconds. Yeah, that was but crazy. again, the referees, I mean, we really had a lousy referee group. But the, the guy, he's like, he, he calls a penalty, he goes, on the offense, wait, no, on the defense, twice he does twice. this. Yeah, and just teasing us. It's it just... It, Both I mean, times it was... We thought it was going our way on the call. And then, oh, mm-hmm. wait, never mind. It's like, oh, nice. wait, you're killing us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, who would think that, you know, um, billionaires couldn't get decent referees? I don't know. But uh, I wouldn't want to make them full time. Uh, <laughs> every year, it's the same thing when stuff like this comes up. I, I don't get why they don't make them full time employees. Mm-hmm. But we're about a. Uh, I guess not a quarter of the way through the season now because we have 17 games, but almost a quarter of the way through, and we're mm-hmm. three and one. Still figuring a lot out, dealing with young, you know, receivers, some rookies, and learning as we go. And to end up three and one, even if some of the wins have been ugly, you gotta feel pretty good about that because at the end of the season, those just count yeah, as wins. I, I I do I do feel good about three and one. Um, you know, worried about the um. Uh, well, actually, this last game, New England, I was concerned about, and then Tampa Bay playing in Florida, I was concerned. But we we won both games. But um, you just would like to see a little more continuity on all aspects. Special teams, they did okay. They did. They didn't do anything, any big mistakes. Mason Crosby is still hitting everything. So, kind of again, we look back and say. I guess it really was a big issue on the holding last year on that football because he hasn't changed. He's still the same guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christian Watson gets his first NFL touchdown for the pack on a Mm 15-yard run. Basically walked Didn't catch it, but he ran Ran it in. (laughs) If you can't can't catch him, just hand it to him. He's he's fast. He is so Um, fast. Congratulations. Nobody was around him. No, congratulations to your wife, my mom, Marsha, who got her Christian Watson jersey before the season and almost almost has been kicking herself a little bit, thinking she should have gone with Romeo yep, Dubs, sure. likes what she sees from him. She likes, you know, 87 as a number um, from being a big Jordy <laughs> fan. And I feel like you've been kind of pumping the brakes for her and like, just hang in there, hang in there. He'll come around. Right, right. Yeah, rookie guy. <laughs> Rookie without a preseason as well. Right. That's right. Um, and he, he's obviously got the skills. It's just going to take some time. Um, and that's kind of, I, I rewatched the game today. I skipped through it real fast um, and actually didn't even take any notes. I just uh, 
figure that might work best with this. No game. notes. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but you know, you, you just kind of on one hand, you look at it and say, as I mentioned, I would like to have seen us been a little more dominant in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really are a young team. Um, you know, some plays on defense, Gary on defense is just amazing. He's just like dominating. He's turning into one of the premier rushers in, in the league right now. And I think he's, when you look at the overall statistics for pass rushers, he's number two, I think right now in the league, I believe you're right. um, at this point in the season, but man, he just looks like on another level than some of these guys physically. Mm-hmm. And he's so fast. Once he's like open to the quarterback, he closes that distance so fast. I love the, uh, the, the movie makes where he like goes underneath the offensive lineman and just kind of runs around. Limbo. Yep. And, and then, pancake mm-hmm. but uh yeah we won I, I don't mean to be negative on it i'm just yeah, saying don't that. be negative there's a lot of fun points you know some big plays and in the end it was exciting you know coming down to yeah. overtime getting that last second win that that's a fun way to end it well it's two games in a row where you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole the whole game so um mm-hmm. obviously would go into overtime but Aaron Rodgers was 21 of 35 for 251 yards. He averaged 7.2 per throw, two touchdowns, one lousy interception, uh, and a quarterback rating of about 89. Only sacked once. Yeah, he. I mean, there was some ugly plays in the passing game in that first half where it's like, you know, he's throwing it five yards to the side of the receiver's or to no one. And it's like, what, what's going on with communication here is Rogers off. Are they not doing what they're supposed to adjusting to the ball the way they're supposed to, it's kind of hard to know, but it just looked frustrating all around in the passing game in the first half. But I mean, he really came around Rogers did. He was almost flawless at points in that second half. So it's hard Mm -hmm. to be too frustrated. And it's hard to know. It will never know if it was never know issue or an Aaron issue. It's like they will never say, um, but there were some on there that it could go either way. I mean, there were some really glaring guys mm-hmm. were like 10 yards away from where the ball was thrown. So you kind of start wondering if they weren't running the right routes. Have you seen this like uh, saga? I think they're doing it on Twitter of this kind of courtship going on right now with Odell Beckham Jr. and Rogers talking about how much they'd love to play with each other. Yeah, it's every year. There's always something like that every year. Yeah, but he, he's a free agent right now, I think. And they're thinking he'd be available like week 8 to 10 coming off that ACL injury. And I could see the Packers going for it. They've definitely talked about the fact that they were trying to get receivers in the offseason but having a hard time getting teams to trade anything to them. And they don't like, um, like Will Fuller and those guys that are available too much at free agency. So I could see them going for Odell Beckham especially if we continue to have frustrations in the passing game. It seems to me a lot of times in guys, when they have injuries like that, when they say they can come back in week eight or 10, that's pretty late in the season. And um, from my memory, it's not eight to 10, it's 12, 13, 14 weeks (laughs) where they really start coming around and you're coming into a new team. You're coming in with a new quarterback, coming in to a new system. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He is a vet, but, though. He's talented. He's got yeah. some hands. Rogers likes guys who don't drop the ball. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You whatever. don't like. You don't like the divas. I do not like divas. I do not <laughs> like divas. I think they affect the whole team. Um, and it doesn't always work out to your favor when you bring them in. Yeah, they're talented, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the last one we had that threw his Super Bowl ring in the river in uh, green bay because he didn't like the way he was treated afterwards it's not jennings did no it was uh was it desmond howard oh howard threw it in the river i I didn't know about that but i mean it's you know back in 96 and uh, man you really have to not care about money at that point because you could sell it for quite a bit it's just crazy that the emotions but wide receivers are notorious for being prima donnas mm-hmm Big egos, and they want the ball every throw. 
uh, rushing game. We got the two-headed monster of Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, still a pretty even workload between the two of them. Mm-hmm. 16 carries for Jones, 17 for Dillon. Um, ended up 110 yards for Jones, 73 for Dillon. So 183 between the two of them. Not too bad. Um, there, no. There's a lot of points where, you know, there, there was a few plays. They, they liked that jet sweep with Christian Watson, him running across, and that we did score with Watson on a handoff there. But there was a couple points where he cut across on the sweep and then, you know, we handed it up the gut for a yard or two. And it's like, man, it really looked like Watson would have had some room to run if we had given it to him there. So maybe we have to be willing to hand it to him a couple more times. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Watson ended up only with, uh, I think, uh, okay. One reception, eight yards, but he was targeted three times. Okay. So. Yeah. So we had the uh, total rushing for green Bay was 35 attempts. 199 yards, 5.7 average. New England, 33 carries, 167 yards, 5.1 with one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I just felt we could have done better. On yeah, and line. Damian Harris, and I think it's Ramonde mm-hmm. Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked good at points, but those are not backs that should be killing us, especially with the talented defense we have, the big guys exactly. we have up front with, you know. Um, Kenny Clark and guys like that, we should be stuffing that. I thought uh, Kenny had uh, didn't have one of his best games. He had an emotional game. <laughs> he got that big penalty, kind of like shoving the guy multiple times as he tried mm-hmm. to get up. And they saw him on this, they put him on the sideline, kept him over there for a few plays. And then we got gouged in the run like two or three plays in a row. They're like, all right, get it back out there, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he did like, it's not the cardinal sin, but when you like, you're on top of a guy and then you get up and you stand over the guy and you start kneeing him in the head, you're, you're going to get a penalty. <laughs> Come on. And those, I mean, those they're are wearing just helmets. Silly. What's the big deal? Silly, silly penalty um, <laughs> to have. Uh, receiving wise, um, Lazard had some really nice catches. I thought he did. He looked good in this game. He's, I still don't know if he should be like, if we had, the choice, he probably would not be a wide receiver one on pretty much most teams at this point in his career. But he is stepping up in the role, I think. Because you're, you're taking on the best defender the defense has at most points. Mm-hmm. And he ended up six receptions on eight targets, 116 yards. And 32 yards on a really nice diving catch in tight coverage. Absolutely. Yeah. At a big point in the game. So I thought he looked really good. Um, another big game for Dubs as well. Five catches on eight targets, 47 yards, and one touchdown. So not burning anyone with yards, but he had some nice plays. He had that really nice catch in the end zone that was ruled. Hang on to the ball, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that end zone catch. um, That would have changed the game. A lot of people upset that that wasn't ruled a touchdown. But right away, I told you, I mean, that's the Des Bryant rule right there. They're not going to overturn it. Uh, LaFleur challenged, even said after the game, he regrets that he did. Mm-hmm. I just want to say we are recording Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon, and uh, just thought I'd throw it out there as far you, as you to cut me off for that. Well, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. Say it later. Okay. Um, but no, it. it uh, I think consistency in the rules. I think it's a silly rule, but that is kind of how they rule it when it's either being caught and going to the ground in the end zone or the few yards in front of the end zone. That's kind of how they seem to rule it. You have to maintain the ball through the ground. Um, so frustrating, but he's, he, for a young guy, it is hard. We have seen with receivers, especially young receivers to gain the trust of Rogers. And it seems like he has, you know what the one catch I thought was awesome was uh, Tanyan's touchdown reception he got i mean he as soon as he caught it he was nailed in the end zone but he hung on and dubs nobody was on and he fell down and dropped the ball um so it's just i i believe that he's going to be a a star it's just it it takes time and Mm -hmm. just got to be patient Cobb, decent game three catches 42 yards that kind of seems to be his 
his role at this point. Three to four catches in a lot of critical moments. Um, but like he did look good when get, he got it. You know, at least a half a dozen a, a game. I think that he's such a safety net. Um, but he's yeah. looked good for being, yes. you know, later in his career, getting up there in age. He's looked like he's, we talked, I think, in the preseason episode, see if you can find the fountain of youth. And he, he looks like he is running well, playing well. Well, it's not a lack of passion, man. <laughs> when he catches, no, the he's, ball, he's he is like, pumped. Rah! You love to see those guys that like so much yes. of football, especially in the NFL, it's an energy game. Who wants it more? I don't know if anyone wants it more than Cobb. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> we did have some fumbles um, in this game between Dubs and Cobb. The one by Cobb did not get recovered by the Patriots, but we lost the one from Dubs. Uh, I don't remember the one from Cobb. And that's I'm embarrassed to say that because I just watched the game. I must have skipped over that one. I think it it was wasn't easy to see. He like went down to the ground and fumbled it and recovered it right away on a catch. So it wasn't like it even okay. looked that close to getting recovered. Well, that um, um I think it was Gary when he sacked the quarterback, knocked yep. the ball out, I was and just then gonna mention the ball that. went between his legs and he was still able to get hold of it. Thighs of his... steel. He just <laughs> clamped down and you know, you hear all these stories of like the dog pile, especially back in the day, you're grabbing at the guy's nuts or doing whatever you can to get him to let go. And it's like, you do not want that football in between your thighs at that point when you got all these guys jumping on you, going for it. So when you get back to the sideline, you go, hey, coach. Um, so the Packers had 21 uh, receptions, for 251 yards for 12 yard average. New England had 15 receptions, 136 yards. For 9.1. Now that alone, we should not have gone to overtime. But mm-hmm. we'll move on. About the same effectiveness as we've seen on third downs as well. We were six of 14, so a little under 50%. And that seems to be about where we're at on the season. Whereas I think the last handful of seasons, we've been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of goes to probably an inexperienced uh, receiving core. So definitely would like to see that improve, but we've continued to also look good on defense on third down. Patriots were three of 11. Yes. Yes. Defense. So we, we clamped down on third down and that's what you want to see. And mm-hmm. it seems like when we have those big plays, we are getting the pass rush. We are getting through. We have guys that can win those individual duels and it's fun to see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was kind of a little bit, I know we still got to go through some stats, but Started out with New England, um, they got the field goal and then they got a touchdown. And so it's like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a little little scary. But um, like I said earlier, it, it just you just never felt comfortable. Same thing with the Tampa Bay game. It's, it just was, ugh. I'm, I'm thinking they're probably going to have the next thing, uh, the next game with the Giants in London. It's probably going to be the same type of scenario where it's just going to be tight, the whole thing. Most of the league has been like unbelievably close in mm-hmm. September with all the games. So, well, we only had uh, going into this week one undefeated team, and I think it was the Bills, if I'm correct. Undefeated? Yeah. Uh, let me take a look. I thought uh, Miami was undefeated. Miami. It was Miami. You're right. Okay. Who, now they lost. So they did. Yeah. Uh, and we also had only one team without a win, the Raiders, who won. Yep. So there's no unbeaten teams. There's no unwin teams. That, that you don't see that much after four weeks in the mm-hmm. NFL. It, it's definitely kind of regression towards the mean in a lot of ways. These teams are keeping it close. Every Sunday, any team can beat anyone. Um, and it, you know, we said almost a quarter into the season, it's kind of hard to know where a lot of these teams are. I agree. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about uh, Devondre Campbell? I feel like he hasn't been playing up to what he did last year. Uh, I think he, I think he's been good. We haven't seen him as much in the pass rush, but I think as far as coverage and run stopping, he, he's been good and he's okay. flying around. He's providing that speed in the middle. Um, so I, I mean, I've been happy with it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, you want to go over some of the, uh, Quay uh, Walker also looking good. 
Um, it looks great. Alongside Campbell, they're just two speed guys in the middle. I love that. <laughs> that's what Barry wants, and that's what Barry got. Um, but, but, I mean, between the two of them, they had 15 total tackles uh, and a tackle for a loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rudy. Of course, they made a movie after him. Rudy! Yeah, Rudy looked good. He made six total tackles on the day, didn't miss a single tackle, and in pass coverage, he gave up zero, zero completions as well as breaking up a pass um, in 44 snaps after Adrian Amos went out, who hopefully um, Amos is doing okay because that looked like a nasty hit to the head. He went out with I a concussion. Agree. He hasn't been practicing. Up to this point, we'll go over the injury report a little bit more in a bit here, but hopefully things look up for Amos because that was rough. I wonder, too, how much you change your um, criteria on a um, concussion protocol when you're going to be crossing the Atlantic. You'll be flying. Yeah, well, not only that, but the league as a whole. So you had that huge hit on Tua. Oh, um, that was nasty. Where, you know, his hands oh locked gosh, up, things nasty. like that. Yeah. And that was the second week in a row with him getting massive hits where the first two weeks ago, it looked very bad. The hit to mm-hmm. the head. He went out to the locker room. They came back in, said he's good to, he stumbled even. He got up and stumbled his mm-hmm. way back to the huddle, went to the locker room. They came back and said, oh, it's just a back injury. Actually, that hit to the head was nothing. It's a back injury. He's okay. And then this week that happens and the players association got the doctor fired that basically allowed that. And now they have pushed for all this, you know, more awareness around head injuries, every single game around the league this last week, if a guy went out with a possible head injury, did not re-enter the game. Yeah, it it's, you know, to me, it's just a lot of what they're doing. Is a lot of um, Hollywood. It looks good. You have an independent person that evaluates, but you can't tell me that they're not getting pushed to to let them back in. Um, I'm sure they are. You have to, um, you know, Peyton Manning's famous for saying in an interview that, you know, they have the baseline exam that they give you at the beginning of the year. And that's what they use when you have a concussion or possibly a concussion. So he purposely would dumb down his answers so that when he had a, um, a test after he got hit in the head, he would say, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's just, so yeah, it's well, just you, when you're pain, when pain you need somebody to step in and say, no, you're not going. I mean, that's the role the players association is trying to fill right now with the players union. It seems like they have more power than they have had in years past. So it's good to see them kind of using it to push mm-hmm. for player safety especially with the head injuries. Um, I was going to say with Peyton Manning, though, he's not worried about head injuries for himself or anyone on the team. He's famous for having receivers go five to eight yards downfield right across the middle where they can get blown up. And he's like, "Ah, as long as they catch it, I don't care if they just get destroyed by the safety before there was the defenseless receiver rules. And Austin Colley, you know, was big time for them as a receiver and his career ended because he took so many of those hits across the middle. Mm. And so at, at some point you got to put it on the guy throwing the ball to him. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying that when you leave it up to the player to say, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm good. You, you know, they're, they don't want to lose their job. It's, you know, that's what the NFL is not for long. So you go on mm-hmm. and you try to protect yourself. They you bring your guy up to fill your spot and you lose it. Yeah. Got to get your three and a half years pension. <laughs> That's right. That's a Hoyer though, man. He must be making some pretty good money sitting on the bench. It's like, well, we looked, uh, I was trying to find like a career salary for Hoyer. Didn't really see much, but his two year contract with the Patriots right now is three to 4 million. Gosh, oh, that's not too <laughs> that's bad for being bad. a backup. No, oh, it's man. not. And you didn't even have to play a whole half this game. <laughs> you could, you and I could do some some nice trips with that kind of money. <laughs> we could. Uh, looking uh, at some other guys on the defense here, um, I thought Stokes looked good again. Um, had some nice tackles. He, he's. We've really been as a defense overall. I think after week one, 
tackling very nice. Um, a lot of wrapping up, not letting guys through. Quay Walker has been a stud in the tackling game. He just puts guys down mm-hmm. uh, by himself. By himself. I think Darnell Savage, you know, he becomes even more important in the game after Adrian Amos goes out. Um, but he has looked really good. Uh, he had four tackles, a tackle for a loss in this game, and he didn't allow any completions in the pass game. So he, mm-hmm. I think he's he's just continuing to evolve for us, and that's fun to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I had to keep reminding myself that uh, we're three and one. We're three and one. And one other thing to point out, Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark are 21 and 24 years old, respectively. Okay. (laughs) So they're still before their prime that you see a lot of pass rushers and they look good. So that's fun to think about for the future as well. Like where this defense can go. That's true. That's very true. Uh, New England had one interception they brought back for a touchdown. Green Bay had no interceptions. Uh, oh, New England just the had, one fumble recovery on the sack. Um, New England had four kick returns, an average of 27.8. Green Bay had three, average of 22. Amari Rogers, it's like, seems like there's either a hole or he's going to fall down. Oh, even even when him. there is a hole and it seems like he has some room it closes up fast and he's not really making guys miss, you know, he's supposed to be the explosive guy in the return game, the return specialist. And he's supposed to have all this speed and athleticism to like make guys miss, but it just doesn't seem to click on the field in the moment. I know that returning kicks, returning punts is like one of the hardest parts of football, but you know, that's what you got to do to earn your place on the team. If that's your role. Mm-hmm. And it just hasn't really seemed like we see it really come into his his potential there. I agree. I mean, he had two punt returns for a five point five average. I mean, that's that's not good. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think that's it. Punting wise, O'Donnell did as usual. Forty two average, five punts. Jake Bailey mm-hmm. for New England had seven punts. Um, for 44.9. Um, so yeah, overall, I think there's a lot to be positive about on the team. And I think there's a lot of room to grow just in the course of the season here as well. You know, that we're going to get the receiving game more and more figured out as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. These young guys are going to get game time experience, things like that. Um, I think we have the best running back duo in the league right now most consistent running back duo and Jones is just a playmaker out there. Whenever he gets the ball, you know, there's a chance that something big can happen. And then defense, as long as they stay healthy, I think we're just solid all around. So it's a tough beginning to the season because we have so many new moving parts, but I'm very optimistic, especially the fact that we come out of this three and one, like you said, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were supposed to, uh, we were offered the ability to have a bye week after our trip to England. Um, but LeFleur mm. said no. And he preferred to wait later in the season. So then they gave us a really late one. Um, but he figured we'd be healthier in the beginning of the season, wouldn't need that bye week as much. And it will help us later on. So hopefully it works mm. out for that. But I mean, we have knock on wood been healthier um to this point in the season than we have in a lot of seasons past we've been kind of the walking dead after a couple weeks a lot of years Mm -hmm. here where it's like how are we getting this injured this fast with so many key guys going out and we haven't seen that so much and we haven't seen like really season ending injuries even jair alexander he's back at limited practice with that hamstring or no groin injury yeah um we got elton jenkins playing despite a knee injury david bakhtiari played 70 of 73 snaps this game he's back baby the only person that didn't practice today was um adrian amos for that um, concussion but otherwise limited practice for jair david Tariq carpenter Jenkins, a little rough on that right to tackle didn't eh? alan lazard with his ankle Josh Myers with his foot, 
and Devonte Wyatt with a quadricep injury. So, what, what that what's that our... guy you've been pointing out? I can't think of his name right now. The here, let me look. The big guy that they pulled off the practice squad. Oh, he's um, still ill with the undisclosed. He's not on illness. here anymore, though. That's true. Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones with his illness is no longer on the injury report. He's no longer ill. No, must not be. So I wonder if he's going to, if we'll see him get any game time play. Yeah. Well, if you look at the Giants, though, they got they got quite a few people. That, uh... Yeah, they are kind of what we were talking about. The Packers have looked in the past early in the season. And looking at it, like, offensive-wise, there's a lot to be concerned about if you're a Giants fan here. You've already not been, you know, blowing the doors off anyone on offense mm-hmm. this season. You have Saquon Barkley having a good season. But other than that, Daniel Jones has looked very off and on at points. He was limited practice with an ankle injury. Your backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, is not practicing with a concussion. You have mm-hmm. wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, uh, Richie James, both not practicing. Kadarius Tony limited with a hamstring injury, which is always a big deal for a wide receiver. Wandale Robinson, another wide receiver, Limited practice with a knee injury. That's a lot of key guys on offense that are injured. Yeah, it sure is. And then who who knows? Maybe we'll uh, have our second game where we got the third string quarterback playing us. Then, I mean, yeah. And we had how many receivers for Tampa Bay out when we played them? So <laughs> as far as like the defense is getting a little bit of help with these injuries the last few yeah. weeks. I agree. Uh, so we'll see. All right, so uh, are you ready for the game ball? I'm ready for the game ball. It's time for the game ball. This week's game ball goes to Rashawn. I'm bigger and faster than you, Gary. <laughs> with five pressures, five stops, a turnover play over 43 snaps. Um, yeah, and over eight pass sets, he delivered four pressures and two sacks. And he just, he looks so good out there. He looks like um, Clay Matvick, at, not Matvick, Clay Matthews <laughs> on uh, his uh, prime. He just, it's just, quicker, stronger uh, than the other players on the field. And it's, it's fun say to he's enjoy, got the speed of Matthews. He plays at a position that doesn't last that long. But. He's got the speed of Matthews, mm-hmm. I would say, and kind of flies around like that. But athleticism-wise, I say he's kind of bigger and stronger than what we even saw with Matthews. It's pretty crazy. He, he's just fun to watch. He is. Um, and and just to blow by guys, it's you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's wonderful to have on our team. Uh, one thing to note, I know we just gave away the game ball, so this is kind of a sour note, but I wanted to mention you talked about Devondre Campbell not looking great this game. Mm-hmm. He did have a poor run grade on and a missed tackle in the running game, and then that uh one of the big touchdown passes for the Patriots, he was charged with giving up the pass. So not his best overall. Um, no, I don't think he, I think as far as the season as a whole, he hasn't been up to what he did last year. So, And overall, but, we've just been struggling to stop the run. And it's frustrating to see. We need to get that figured out because it's, if you look at stats league wide, it's been a more run heavy year than a lot of years for most teams. And I mean, kind of skewed by the bears who almost don't want to throw the ball ever. You know, Justin (laughs) Fields throws it 10 times a game and they run 40 to 50 times a game. That's insane. Like, right. You can go back to the 1940s and thirties before you see anything similar to that. There's not 2020 football that they're playing. Right. Right. So it's just kind of wild. It is, it is, but hopefully we can keep getting better as we move forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, going to London. Um, and you, you, we 
don't have the experience, some teams end up going almost every year. We're the final holdout for London. Yep. And, and I think this is the first time that they've had two winning teams um, playing against each other. Usually it's yeah. like a scrub. Bowl. They have had some stinkers. Yeah. But the, I mean, the last London game with the uh, Viking Saints, that was a fun game back and forth started out kind of slow in the first half, but by the end, it was a fun one with some 60 yarder field goal, and in overtime, a 61 yarder that double doinks off the posts for the saints to win it for the Vikings. And I was, I was telling you, it's kind of funny watching the London crowd. They go nuts for the kicking place. All these <laughs> soccer fans, they think kicking's the greatest thing since like fish and chips. It's insane. <laughs> um, so Crosby can really be the hero this Sunday, Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Hope you're, yeah, I'm thinking, you got the yeah. coffee set up the night before if you're on the, uh-uh. on uh-uh. the West Coast because it's 6.30 uh-uh. over there. Nah. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, you're recording it. I saw you're watching your it as DVR a noon game. is your friend, man. It's like <laughs> you just treat it like a noon game. <laughs> just like, yeah, we just... Uh, by the way, your sister and uh, her puppy are coming over, so you're welcome to join us. On the... But it won't be at 8.30 in the morning. Sounds um, good. All right, so um, we got our picks. We got to go through and taking a look at some of the games that uh, Dolphins yeah. lost their first game to the Bengals. We'll go through. Wasn't a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. We'll go through the picks here, and then if you want to sweep up any other games, how about we do that? Um, okay, we did that. pick Dolphins at Bengals. We both took the Dolphins. Um, and I had thought about picking the Bengals in this game because I think they're kind of turning things around from their first few weeks. Um, they're a very motivated team. And big part of it is Tua going out again with a big injury. That's hard mm-hmm. to kind of come back from. But we both get that pick wrong. Bengals beat the Dolphins and then Vikings at Saints in London. Mm-hmm. I took the Vikings. You took the Saints. I won that one. You we did. both thought that the Lions would beat the Seahawks at home and a massive shootout that how many points was that? 93 points combined, 48 to 45. The Seahawks win it. Geno Smith is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Way to go, Geno. I think the Lions have the distinction of having the top offense and the worst defense that they're scoring the most and they're giving up the most points. If you have a fantasy player going to Detroit, start them. Run them, baby. (laughs) Run them. Bears at Giants. I took Bears. You took Giants and you got it correct. The Giants beat the Bears. (laughs) Here comes Sean Tucker Mike Howard Cosell. Chiefs at Bucks. We both took the Chiefs and the Chiefs took it home. Rams at 49ers. I took the Rams. You took the Niners. And for the seventh regular season game in a row, the 49ers beat the Rams. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you. And we Sean. both thought the Packers would beat the Patriots. We didn't think it would quite go this way, how tight it would be going into overtime, but we both got that pick correct. Mm-hmm. So you you got two over me, or I got one, you got two. I was up by one going into this week. That means we are tied going into week five. Ooh, I nearly. I think that means that puts me ahead by one. If no, I was up by one. by one, and then you got only one more correct than me. <laughs> so now it's tied. So you liked the you thought the Viking Saints game was good. Um, yeah, it was I, a fun game. I didn't think that uh, Cousins would do that well, you know, being on the big s- scope. But like you said, it's not Monday Night Football. It's a morning mm-hmm. game here. So so you picked I thought one. there was some questionable decision making. I don't know if it's because of the long travel to London or what it was, because we also saw heard that the Vikings went over Thursday night um, to get there Friday morning, which is kind of nuts to get over jet lag and like your sleep schedule for a Sunday game. Um, but I mean, there was points like they got the ball at midfield with two minutes left in the first half and they just kind of ran it, didn't call their timeouts and just let it go, um, Hmm. with a field goal. We're happy to take that up by six. 
there's a few points where it's like, I would like to see the coach step on the gas a little and they didn't really do it, but it worked out for them. 28, 25. The uh, Falcons beat the Browns 23 to 20. Matt Ryan gets them at 500. Um, Matt Ryan's not on the Falcons anymore. He's a Colt. That's right. Who yeah. is the quarterback for the Falcons now? Uh, I'm trying to think of it right now. Let's see. It's Marcus Mariota. Ah, he is right, Mister Mediocre. Ryan. The last few years, I think. I think Ryan won too, didn't he? No, he didn't. He lost. No, him. they look ugly. There's something going on with the Colts. First of all, Ryan. They had a lot of turnovers. Ryan couldn't really do much with the ball, and their offensive line gives him no time. They have no mm-hmm. protection for Matt Ryan. And it's funny because he chose the Colts thinking they were his best bet to get a Super Bowl after a lot of years of mediocrity on the Falcons. Right. right. So, it, yeah, it's not looking good for the Colts. They lost to the Titans 17-24. to uh, Chargers over the Texans 34-24. Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders 25-10. to uh, Eagles that's, continue to roll. It's just a, the Commanders. Um. That, that that organization as a whole is just in the dumps. I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, Eagles 29-21 over the Jaguars. Jaguar is looking good this year. Uh, moving on from, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the, some Urban Meyer last yeah. year. Just yeah. that train wreck of a season with Urban Meyer at the helm for the Jaguars. They're moving on. They look good. They have a lot of talent, a lot of first-round picks. On that team, high first round picks, um, but the Eagles continue to roll. Jalen Hurts just, is a stud good. this year. They, you caught you called it, man, and they really look good. My fantasy team is loaded with Eagles, and it is paying off. <laughs> okay. uh, Steelers have switched quarterbacks. Mitch Trubinsky is he's now out on the bench, and the Steelers lose to the Jets twenty four to. 20 jets I, I think there's a lot of similarities between the jets and the lions it's like close you're gonna you might you're never gonna know mm-hmm. it's gonna be close I, I did say i thought uh kenny pickett would be the starting quarterback within the first handful of games over trubisky um and we are seeing it now and he did not throw an incompletion after coming into the game. I don't know if you saw that. He had 10 completions and three interceptions. Whoa. So nothing Ouch. hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I, I think he will be an improvement in their offense. I think he can sling it. He'll go in with, they don't, I don't think they have a ton of expectations in Pittsburgh right now for a Super Bowl year. So it's less pressure than might be normally. Um, but we'll see. How that looks. Surprised to see the uh, Raiders 32, Broncos 23. Raiders win their first game. Broncos are at 500. Broncos and Russell Wilson are also a bit of a dumpster fire um, with their new head coach over there. I mean, there was two weeks in a row. I don't know if they did it this week, but there was two weeks in a row leading up to this that the fans were yelling out, counting down the play clock because the coaches couldn't get a handle on it. They, nice. they hired somebody. They actually hired somebody to help the head coach. It's like, uh, really? I wonder what that ZipRecruiter ad looked like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buccaneers over the Chiefs. No, wait. Let's take that back. Chiefs over the Buccaneers, 41 to 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bills we... beat the Ravens in what looked like a good duel between some top-level quarterbacks. And then, as you mentioned, I picked the 49ers over the Rams. So. And they smacked them. Yeah, they did. All right, so we got to do our picks. For... Yes, we have six picks By to the way, run I, down Before here. we get too far along here, yes, we get into this, I have two things I want to say. Oh, boy. One, I think you look really nice. I don't know if, if it's just the color of that shirt, the green, dark green. Well, thank uh, you. You're welcome. And number two, I told Sean on Sunday when he was here because the Wisconsin Badgers football team lost to Illinois to Brett Bielema, who used to be the former head coach for the Badgers. Um, 
And it just, we just don't look inspired at all. Mm-hmm. And, but if you look at the numbers of what Paul Chris, the head coach, um, had accomplished, it's like, they're never going to fire the guy, you know, the upper Midwest, eh, we're comfortable. It's okay. Yeah, so He's gone now. And then Sean's like, you sure? You sure they won't? I'm like, no, they'll never, they'll never fire him. And then the next day, yeah, the Sean next morning, sends me a text. <laughs> I, I've seen rumors though that uh, the players overall are not very happy about the firing. That he he was a uh, pretty beloved by the players, and they did not think he was the problem. Oh, so then it's the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's not. NFL football where you have um, a front office and a GM, you know, all that stuff making decisions. But I also heard, I can't remember the guy's name, but two years ago, they didn't, they lost their recruiter, longtime recruiter for the Badgers. Um, And apparently they have not brought in the same kind of talent nearly as well Mm. in the two years since. Well, as of now, um, defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard is the interim coach. Um, who is he's a we, great coach we tried to sign him at defensive coordinator he was by far our number one pick uh mm-hmm. at defensive coordinator he didn't want the job wanted to stay at wisconsin and so that's why mm-hmm. we went to joe barry so it'd be interesting to see if uh if he's able to hang on to. i bet jim leonard would stack the box against the run <laughs> would all right, so games coming up. We got Thursday tomorrow night. We got the Colts one two and one one two one. That sounds like a dance step um, against the Broncos at two and two for Thursday night football. Yeah, I think this could be. Uh, this is a classic Thursday night game of two subpar teams that you thought looked good before the season started. <laughs> This could be a good game. Yeah. Before the season like, started, I would have thought like, oh, this is going to be a, a fun one. But I, I guess I'll take the Broncos. I'm not really sure. Um, I could kind of go either way on this one, but I'll take the Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos, too, just because they're playing at home. That's, okay. that's the only reason why. Uh, and then the next game. London. At... Sorry, go 830. ahead. 8.30. 8.30. 8 a.m. Giant, I guess the. Packers are the home team, huh? Giants at the Packers. Yeah, yeah. So we lose a home game. The Giants don't then? They're losing an away game on yep. their schedule? Okay. That's the way it, it, I read it, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going Pack. I'm going to go Pack, too. And then we have, at noon, Lions at Patriots. And I'm I'm guessing... That will either be Brian Hoyer, if he's good to come back, or the third-string rookie, Zappi. Because uh, from what I've heard... Which is a great name for a quarterback. Zappi. Um, from what I've heard, Mac Jones' ankle injury still looks pretty bad. So Yeah. Uh, so you're going with whom? I'm banging the Lions. Me too. I've been you too? all year and they've been Just, hurting me all year. But you I'll can't copy with. me, man. We're tied. We got to have some separation here. And before that game on the list, you got the Bears in Minneapolis against the Vikings. I'm going to pick the Vikings. All right. I also have the Vikings in this one. You can't just keep picking me, my stuff, man. Oh, ha, ha. Bengals at Ravens Sunday night. Prime time football. That'll be a fun game. I think this will be a really fun game. Um, yeah, this is a toss-up for me. Um, I'm going to go with Ravens. All right. Whew. I also would have gone Ravens. <laughs> What you gonna do, Shawnee? Give me Burroughs Bangles. I'm I'm getting one up on you here. I think I think the AFC champs, they got this one. Lamar Jackson's a stud. 
Ravens look good, but the Bengals are going in to Baltimore and taking one with them. All right. So then Monday night, it's the Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Give me the Patrick Mahomes show. Yeah, absolutely. You too. (laughs) There's no way I'm not going to pick. It's hard to take the Raiders in that one. They've looked so ugly. I know they got their first win. They got Devontae Adams, but you know how many times I've seen highlights of how open Devontae Adams is and Derek Carr can't get him the ball? No, I haven't. (laughs) I also saw a video, um, an interview, I think post game or maybe after a practice earlier this week with Devontae Adams. And um, he seems happy there. He seems happy to be close to his family because he was talking about his grandparents have never seen him play a pro game. They're coming to the game. He's got this big smile. His eyes lighten up and stuff like that. So I think he's just very happy to be close to his family. Yeah, I think it doesn't he spending time with his daughter in California, right? Yep. In California. They're they're pretty close to Vegas there. And I know he talked about wanting to spend a lot more time with his daughter, which he's able to do now. So good for him. And I, I, when I went to Vegas at a voiceover conference, I went to, and, you know, I was used to all the TV shows they, you see it coming in and just as gorgeous. It's usually at night, all the lights and the casinos and stuff like that. And when I got there, I mean, like, it's not like I wasn't familiar with deserts. You know, I lived in Oklahoma and I drove through a lot of areas that were deserts, but boy, it just did not do anything for me. It was not, uh, I wouldn't want to live there. Of course, I grew up, I've I've lived in the upper Midwest my whole life. So we got lots of green and lots of water. Yeah, it's very different. Hmm. When uh, my friend Daniel came to Minnesota for college, he came from living in California and then Washington in kind of a deserty area on the West coast and just astonished by the amount of green everywhere and the amount of water everywhere, not having to take five minute showers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was, I mean, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, so we, we live on an isthmus, you know, you got three isthmus. lakes right around there. Um, and so you're used to constantly always water everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when uh, my mom was raised up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I would go up there as a kid, and you go into the woods, it was just so crazy how humid it was and how much water. And it just like so once, unfortunate, you know. Once people, the water wars start, this will be the place to be. That's why everybody's going to be coming here, baby. <laughs> so, just really quick, looking ahead here, we're three and one. Mm-hmm. We picked the pack to beat the giants and then they're home against the jets. I'm assuming we both take the Packers to win that one. Then they go to play the commanders with how they've looked. I feel good about the Packers there. And then we have a big, um, let's see, October 30th. Is that Thursday or Monday night, Sunday night, uh, Sunday night game against the bills in Buffalo. So that'll be a big test, but we got, we got some doable, games for the next three um it'll be interesting to see how they perform across the pond this week though yeah so you're gonna get up and watch it live probably okay yeah i mean that's i'm used to waking up earlier than that for some soccer matches to watch those so you're gonna watch the packer game and then watch arsenal yep big game for arsenal against liverpool arsenal's Um, really good this year yeah i might have to catch the arsenal game on replay however because i think it overlaps with the second half mm. yeah it's like two hours i think isn't it it's the difference like packers start at 8 30 mm-hmm. starts at 10 30 yeah yeah <clears throat> and yeah it'll be interesting i may not be coming over for this one just because of the amounts of homework and studying i have to catch up on so but we'll see it's possible yeah man just whatever you got to do. It's, your your daughter is welcome. coming out to my neck of the woods Saturday. I don't know if she mentioned that for a very, very belated birthday extravaganza. Whose birthday? Yeah, her birthday from June. <laughs> <laughs> June 1st. <laughs> it hasn't worked out schedule wise and we're, we're making it happen. She's coming here. We're going to an arcade. We're doing an 18-hole mini golf course. 
Oh. We're going to go have some cake shakes from Portillo's. It'll be a fun time. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so people don't get totally bored with us talking about our family life. Oh, they love us. <laughs> the, this, they, they get so upset that we spend the whole time talking about the Packers. They're like, I just want to hear about Mike and Sean. What's going on in their lives? So don't be afraid to uh, talk in the Facebook group, Bleeding Green and Gold. We'd love yeah, to have join the group. And thank you again for uh, listening to two goofy guys just uh, hanging out. It's just, uh, it's like what we like to do. So until next week after the morning London Skipping game, across the pond. Go. Pack. Go! Yay! <laughs> you sounded like Rashawn Gary recovering the fumble there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go.